Hey friend, I'm Tanisha Sela and you're listening to the Life of an Empath podcast. I'm an empath, Akashic Records reader, and intuitive guide. I'm exactly what you would expect a modern day mystic to be. I meditate, I'm a crystal lover, sporadic yogi, and I believe in love and universal goodness. I help high-level creatives, empaths, and teams achieve emotional clarity and allow them to utilize intuition as business strategy. On this podcast, I share stories about my personal spiritual journey, the lessons that I'm learning through my clients, and life as a wife and mom of two toddlers. Welcome to my life. Let's get started. For those of you who are returning to hear part two of what is an empath, welcome back. For our new friends, welcome. I'd recommend listening to part one, but since there's no pop quiz at the end of this segment, you should be good to go. So what's my story? This may be one of the most asked questions I get as a working intuitive empath. And it's actually part of the reason I wanted to start this podcast. It will be great to have this answer in a place that makes sense and easy to share with everyone. Let me begin explaining why I'm sometimes resistant to this question. Well, number one, my story is still going. Two, you can only talk about yourself for so long. And three, many people feel like my story is a necessary piece to my validity as an intuitive empath. Folks always seem to want the receipts to my skills, but it's very rarely that simple. In today's segment, I'll be focused on my origin story. When did I start to identify as an intuitive and how did it show up? I have always known that I was different. I was a very precocious child. I think a lot of people say this, but I was definitely leaning in at a young age. Some of my earliest memories relating to my gift were me asking my mom questions like, where were we before we were here? I even remember an elementary school field trip when we went to a historic graveyard of all places and I kept having strange feelings. There were many incidents in my childhood that one could connect to who I've become spiritually as an adult. I'm sure some of you listening right now are silently nodding your head in agreement. Younger Tanisha, that's what we will call early me, was a bit unusual. I can recall being a bit obsessed about reading my weekly horoscope. And although that's now pop culture, Back then, no one else that I knew in my family or even my friends held this interest. Furthermore, I was very drawn to a show that came on relating to psychic kids. I had a keen interest in anything that dealt with spirituality, and I have always gravitated toward these concepts wherever I could find them. But of all of that was just the beginning. Many true empaths have similar experiences being exposed to spirituality at an early age or being oddly curious about it in their youth. It was in my teenage years where my gift would really show up. It was in this stage of my life that I would begin to get the feelings. You can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes here. At first, I thought the feelings were fleeting coincidences, but I soon realized that it was more, much more. Friend, I should probably tell you about Shamar. I met Shamar my sophomore year of high school one day after band practice. Yep, I was in band and also twirled a mean flag in my day. Band camp every year, four years. Back to the story. My high school best friend and I were cruising around in her car and we randomly met up with a friend of hers, Duck. Look, I don't know why they called him that and I never want to know. 
Duck introduced me to Shamar and the rest was history. So very high school, right? This guy Shamar was different, much older than me and so full of wisdom. One of the first things he's told me was, I've seen you around before and it struck me as odd for all the reasons like, why didn't you say anything before now? Where have you seen me? But that's the thing about Shamar. He was so mysterious and guarded when it came to me. I soon discovered I was predicting when I would see him, when he would call, and even when things were not okay with him. It wasn't even something that I thought about or regarded as something I liked experiencing. It was just there. At that time in my journey, those feelings I got were only connected to him. Years later, I would understand that the reason the feelings were so strong with him was because he was also a gifted empath. It's funny because this was something that we never discussed with each other, but I do remember conversations with him about things he had strong feelings about. What I didn't know was he was one of my teachers in the spiritual sense. He was my second to be exact. Now, how do these feelings tie into my journey as an empath? Well, let's lay the foundation for some of the ways my gifts shows up. To do this, we'll need to talk about the Claire's. You know, the Claire senses. There are quite a few of these, eight total if you include Claire empathy. So stay with me, friend. Okay, the Claire's. Let's start with my usual suspects or the clairsenses that are relevant to me. Clairvoyance. To be clairvoyant means you have clear visions, not like 2020 vision in an eye exam, but the ability to reach into another vibrational frequency and visually perceive what is happening in that realm. A true clairvoyant has the ability to obtain visual information about the past, present, or the future. This is what the modern world considers to be a psychic. Now, let me share with you why psychic is not my favorite term to describe myself. For one, you don't need to have visions to be able to make predictions. And secondly, there are far too many people that use the term psychic too loosely. For anyone that's ever given a tarot reading and used the guidebook to decipher the symbolism can deem themselves a psychic in today's world. And it's just a little sketch, don't you think? Let's bring it back to me. Sometimes I see a vision with my clients and sometimes I don't. However, I always have visions in deep meditation when I'm alone meditating for myself or for another person, like a client. But if I am to have a vision with a client in a session, it is because I follow the feelings or the emotions that I'm experiencing in that particular person. Next up, clear empathy. We also call this clairsentient or clear emotions. This is my strongest gift. This is what the gift of empathy is. So if you are an empath, you have the ability to sense the emotional experience of a person, place, or an animal. Clara empathy is a form of telepathy in that you take on the attitude, emotion, or ailment of another person or entity as if it is your own. Empaths tune into vibrations very clearly. So as I talked about in part one of this series, if your empathy does not show up like what I just described, you are more likely than not an HSP. Let's dig into the next Claire, Claire audience. Clear audio or clear hearing. This is the ability to hear sounds, words, or extrasensory noise from the spiritual realm. Most mediums experience this gift, as do I. 
If you have ever been in a session with me and I say, I hear, then my Claire audience is at work. And I'll tell you a little secret. Claire audience is the reason you want to do more listening than talking in a reading. Not only because you're coming to get information, but if you're working with someone that is Claire audience, too much of your chatter will drown out the spiritual message that you came for. Also, if I was a little too subtle earlier, I do have the gift of mediumship. Let's talk about claircognizance. This is clear knowing or divine knowing. For me, these are the super fast downloads. So when you ask me a very direct question and I give you a yes or no answer, this is what we're dealing with, claircognizance. This ability doesn't come with a lot of additional information. There's just a sense of knowing the answer. Some clients have trouble with this gift because they want to know the who, what, why, when, and where. People often disqualify this gift as well because they deem it the place where an intuitive's ego comes in. However, this is the gift that was the first to reveal itself to me. So when I was able to make my first little teenage predictions, it was because of claircognizance. So we've covered Sight, sound, feeling, and knowing, and those are the clairs that are most aligned with me. We will cover the last three briefly, just so you know what they are. First, clairtangency, clear touch. This gift is most associated with palm reading and also the ability to get information by touching a specific object or artifact. I like to say artifact because these are the gifts that are most helpful when examining old pieces, old objects, right? I don't experience clear touch in the way that is defined. So I cannot touch an object or artifact and tell you all about it. But here is where the empathy kicks in for me, because though the actual touching may not do anything, I can tell you how I feel about the object or how the object feels to me. Claire Gustance, clear tasting. This ability relates to tasting a substance without putting it in your mouth. Those with this gift perceive the essence of a substance from the spiritual realm through taste. I honestly believe that some of the world's greatest chefs have this ability to some degree. If you ask them about certain flavors and why they chose to add a spice or herb and they say, I just knew it would work. They may have this gift, but not necessarily the language to refer to it as Claire Gustin's. And the final Claire is Claire scent, clear smelling, perceiving odors without the aid of the physical nose and beyond the limitations of ordinary space and time. That's the Claire's. But I want to talk to you about channeling just for a sec. You still with me, friend? If you have been with me through all the clairs, then you know the gift of intuition is more complicated than it seems when you're watching it on TV. It's literally a full body investment for me, just with my clairs. But channeling is also something that is very strong for me. Channeling is when a person allows his or her body and mind to be used as a mechanism for bringing psychic information or healing energy to others. So if you have ever had an ancestral or past life reading as a part of your session, I was definitely channeling. But also, this shows up when I do intuitive roadmaps for businesses and entrepreneurs. Check this service out on my website if you are not familiar with what I'm speaking about. Back to channeling. I often prefer to channel alone because it takes up a lot of energy. 
Think of it like camping. When you go camping, you want to pack light. When I take others with me, when I channel, I have to hold their energy and expectations along with trying to get the information from the source that is offering it. However, when I do channel with you in a session, then it means that you have given me your trust. Trust makes everything lighter and smoother when it comes to spiritual guidance. Now that you know all about the Claire's, stay tuned for installment three of my impact journey. It's going to be a fun ride and you'll learn about more of my spiritual gifts along the way. Talk soon, friend. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Check out my website at lifeofanimpact.com to schedule your first intuitive session with me. You can also read my blog and discover other service offerings that may be relevant to you individually or for your business or organization. Follow me at underscore life of an impact underscore on Instagram. And please consider supporting the podcast so that I can continue to bring you all the information you seek and to continue to guide you on your spiritual journey. Let's evolve together.